Welcome to the Emerald Innovation Insights here at the European Venture Fair in Zurich in Switzerland. At this conference, one of the main topics is the circular economy, and we're extremely fortunate to have with us Chuck Becker, who is Senior VP of Corporate Development and also Chief Legal Counsel at Waste Management. My name is Neil Cameron. I'm with Emerald Technology Ventures. Welcome, Chuck. It's nice to be here, Neil. Thank you. <laughs> so when we talk about the circular economy and we talk particularly about polymers in the circular economy, there's been an enormous growth in production, right? Yeah. Since 1950, when zero kilograms of polymer were, were yes. commercially produced, to today where about 400 million tons of polymers are, are produced, of which about 100 million tons end up in packaging, of which 2 million tons are successfully recycled, you guys play an enormous role, or can play an enormous role, in enabling the circular economy. My first question to you is, what's your biggest success? What's waste management's big, biggest success today in enabling the circular economy, and what's your biggest challenge? Yeah, so that's a good question, and I, I, I first want to say thank you for having me here. This conference is going to be fantastic. Really excited about it. But I would also say I agree with your point about the growth of plastics. Look, to level set, plastics is a great product for humankind, right? What it did for us, the uses of plastics are incredible. Now we're just in a caretaker period for Mother Earth where we need to get this right and make sure plastics don't become a big pollutant in the oceans and we're not taking care of it from a circular economy standpoint. And I agree with the, the numbers you said. I mean, it's only going to grow. I was touring Shell's Cracker the other day up in the Northeast in the United States, and Exxon's got another planned cracker. There's a super abundance of ethane, so cracking it to ethylene is very easy to do. Uh, and it's something that will be continued in the United States in particular. So for waste management, we're a North American company. And our biggest impact, we think, has been educating people about what to do when it comes to recycling. So we're the largest recycler in North America, and we have about 15% of the market share of the tons that are collected that you spoke to. So if we, we feel like if we better educate our customers that we pick up the recycling from, we'll reduce the contamination, we'll make it more efficient to recycle, and we'll get the products out that we want out of the stream. A little known fact is that the PET, the HDPE, those are the most valuable plastics to recycle and yet we get a lot of other plastics in the stream. And so getting people educated about which plastics are better to recycle and which are not is a big part of our mission. Reduce the contamination and increase the output. You know, any, from my point of view, any uh, waste plastic can have one of basically four outcomes, right? It can be successfully recycled. It can uh, be successfully landfilled. It can be successfully incinerated or it could be successfully lost, right? And about 30% yeah. of all plastics today, we lose track of, we don't know, we have no idea where they, where they end yeah. up, where they yeah. end up. Globally, about 30% of all plastics end up getting incinerated, which is also not necessarily a terrible outcome yeah. for, uh, for plastics. But when I think about waste management's current success, it's, it seems to me that the current success is that you are global leaders in capturing the technically viable and economically viable recycling stream and making sure that that is um, st stewarded to the right outcome. Yes. Would it be fair to say that the big challenge is what to do with the rest? 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, well, first, let's start. We're the largest recycler in North America. We're also the largest landfill company. And I know that sometimes is a swear word, but we view landfills as one of the most environmentally positive things you can do with waste at the end of its life. A lot of places around the world that don't have good landfill infrastructure, it ends up in the oceans. And that includes all the trash along with the recycling that could have been brought out of the stream. So we start from, let's take care of the trash. That's a big part of what our company does. From there, if we can mine on a resource basis materials out, like paper, which we're not talking about today, and is the largest part of what our recycling is, or the 5% of our recycling stream that is plastics, if we can mine that out, and then further the 80% that's PET and HDPE, and then if we can make sure we're good stewards of it after we collect it and mine it, and we don't send it off overseas where it ends up being in a, in a river, one of the 10 big rivers that contribute to the ocean's plastics, we feel like we're doing the right thing. And that, that's where we're geared. Today I'm proud to say for our residential recycling, we do not send any of it outside of the United States and Canada. So we keep it all internally and we make sure we know where it goes. So you are um, sustainable stewards of post-industrial and post-consumer uh, plastics. Yeah. Today. Yeah. And so is the biggest challenge then finding innovative, cost-effective, uh, technically viable solutions which create value for you as well as North Americans generally uh, to enhance and improve the stewardship through uh, landfills and or through recycling? And if you could choose, if you could wave a magic wand today and have the, the best way to handle post-industrial post -industrial and post-consumer plastics, yeah. what would it be? Would you, would, would you, what, what, what's, the, what's the technical gap that you'd like to see filled by innovation? Oh, I think, I think even before innovation, it starts with demand. Okay. Uh, where, where you gotta start with this is, because we're, we're the middleman. We're the one that sits in the middle between the consumer and where that recycled plastic, once collected and sorted and bailed, is gonna go and be reused in replacement of virgin material. So think of us like a broker almost. Our whole business model is we'll educate folks about what to put in, but it's based off of the demand at the tailgate of our facilities. If, for instance, we collect, sort, bail a number three recycling product and there's no demand for that, we've just wasted a tremendous amount of energy, inefficiency. We've actually left a worse carbon footprint for a product that's not gonna have a high demand and may not ever be recycled in the way you'd expect or go and be used in a recycling stream that would make it less uh, environmentally conscious in how it was used. So we preach a lot about the big thing we need to do with the packaging industry and the plastics manufacturing industry is to work on the demand for these recycled plastics products at the end of our facilities. Once that's there, we can sort and bail just about anything that somebody wants to say I'd take at the end of our facility. Excellent. So it's fair then to say that waste management sits at a pivotal position in the value chain delivering solutions downstream yes. and managing materials yes. upstream. Sure. And so you, you see yourself as a, as a stakeholder open to innovation, open to demand, open to the, the, evolving, uh, the evolving needs of, of your customers, all while uh, sustainably delivering decent solutions. Yeah, and we go a little further. Uh, we, we've also gotten downstream more where we're looking at some companies through the corporate development arm of our company, which I'm, I'm leading, we look at companies that could actually help make waste plastics, the ones that are not as valuable, that don't have the demand, the flexible plastics and things. 
and take those and use them in a construction product potentially that could then create the demand because we've created the construction product and its manufacturing uh, capabilities and processes. Now that would push us into a manufacturing company. So we're right now we're invested in it. We're a minority interest holder. We're watching it closely. There's also gasification technologies, pyrolysis. There's incineration, as you mentioned. We look at all those. We've made historical investments in those. But some that we're the most excited about today are these actual physical manufacturing type products from plastics because we think they're they're less prone to difficulties on a scaling basis as like the pyrolysis, as the chemical manufacturing can be. That's excellent. Chuck, thank you so much. It's been, it's yeah. a, been a, a real pleasure and a privilege to hear about uh, waste management efforts on, on this really important front. And the circular economy is so critical. Without, well, thank you. Without, without folks like waste management enabling it all, we'd, we'd be in a, in a much more difficult situation. Thank you, Neil. Thank Thanks, you sir. for Emerald and your leadership in this. Appreciate it. Thanks Pleasure. for having me.